the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. You can be a part of today's show. Call us at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free it's 866-308-8867. Well, there's something new here. I don't remember them ever putting uh, aliens in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. We can show Milton how they're edible. How good they taste. Yeah. yeah Have you eaten a day, Lily Milton? I think we already did this, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got to do it every 10 years. Uh, so. Do we? Okay. <laughs> now, look at this, too. Is that some kind of Rudbeckia there? Yeah, that's Rudbeckia. Ooh, that's pretty spectacular. Coloring. Yeah, they, they've done some good work with that, with yeah. that plant. Now, I, on, on, on these fancier ones, I quite often I have trouble getting them to come back the next year. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, the other, you know, I've got a container full, two containers full that come back every year of, of, uh, of the plainer ones. But this, this is, what we're talking about is, uh, looks like a sunflower, but the, the red center, red-brown center is uh, uh, three-quarters of the plant. And then it's got the yellow, bright yellow petals, the edging on them, and so it's really showy. Unbelievable. I, I don't think these will last long. Yeah. Hey, we want to thank everybody uh, that came and uh, visited with us over at Festival of Flowers. And uh, we look forward to One of the things that was kind of neat as I was walking out, and this is a good, uh, a good definition sort of by action of Festival of Flowers, and that was that uh, somebody was walking out. They go, yeah, we had a great time. We'll see you next year. You know, so it's, it becomes an annual thing for people to go to the Festival of Flowers. And Sure, can we ask it on the air? All right, well, here you go. we got a question from the crowd. We're going to give you the microphone. We're going to try to. Oh, it's all tangled up there. Tangled. If Milton can untangle it there.
Uh, uh, if I had to just try something, I'd probably try Nemo. Okay, and the other thing was spelled again, the D what? Put that, yeah. Mike, a little closer to you. And how did you spell that that fungus one with the uh, D? I'll write it down. Dacanil? D-A-C-O-N. Thank you so much. The you know, it would be a cool experiment. How many plants you got that are showing Well, that? the bobcat's the first one, and then the others are all tycoon. Okay. But, I mean, I was mean, if you could do, if you could find an organic that was effective, that would be great. You could try the dacanil and the neem oil and see, or, or if you found another organic and just neem see oil. if it could stop it. Okay. That's, yeah. that's... Now, my volunteers... They're not doing anything like that yet. They and, got, and I didn't stake them up. Yeah, they, 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 they tend to have more disease as they have a heavier fruit load. Ah, okay. So okay. are your, both your valley cat and uh, tycoon are both Bob. having the same symptoms? Yeah. Okay. And Bob they both cat, got yeah. pretty good fruits on them so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, fellas. All right. Good luck. Let thanks. us know if you try that experiment, okay? All right, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Again, thanks to everybody that came up, and thanks for letting us be a part of Festival of Flowers. We had a good time, and uh, let's see. Also, I uh, want to tell you some things that are happening here at the nursery. We'll have to have, uh, oh, you said Trace may not be here today. Yeah, no, uh, he's not going to be here today. Okay, but so we need to report on weekend. David's. Didn't David give a presentation? Yeah, I heard yeah. it was good. I talked to Ed yesterday. We'll get a report. But uh, it's the Lawn and Garden Water Smart Tax Holiday. This entire Memorial Day weekend, including today and tomorrow, uh, Millburgers will not charge sales tax on items that display a water sense label or logo on the Lawn and Garden Water Smart Tax Holiday. So uh, there's a lot of things that includes. Uh, you can come on over to Millburgers and find out. But it's, uh, it also includes drip hoses and uh, you know, soaker hoses, things like that. So as long as it's a water saver. Drip kits. Yeah. So um, and um, many of the plants, uh, almost all of them, really, which yeah. I said. So, uh, I heard citrus is on there. Oh, good. Okay. So it is? I think it is. Okay. So, all right, so 308, and so come on by Millburgers and you can check that out. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And now citrus, uh, uh, Myers lemon, and Mexican lime are on some sale for over 50% off. So uh, okay. if you happen to have lost yours or, or if you want to try something, bad, something really spectacular and interesting in your landscape, uh, those, two, those two plants, I'd... You know, they're a little cold sensitive. Jerry was just explaining to a person that came up here that you had to want both of them. you got to be prepared to protect them from the cold. But, gosh, in terms of bloom and foliage and fruit production oh, yeah. and recovery from even a little cold damage, uh, they're, on, they're unbelievable. Uh, they, I've, I've been uh, surprised about that Myers lemon, how... Actually, cold—I won't say cold-hardy, but it's—it's uh, it's taking the cold better than than you normally think about. Yeah. It. I, I guess we compare it to lime. Now, the Mexican lime—they won't take any cold at all. I think they went out at your place before the first hard freeze, didn't they? Yeah, they got damaged for sure. They got damaged, but and so uh, 
But the Myers Lemon seems to be pretty tough. Yeah, they, that, that's one of the ones I'm saying. They want not only do they want to survive, they want to insist on blooming and producing fruit and having all through fruit. the summer. Yeah. Hey, we have James on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, we can't hear James. You'll have to help us out there. James, you there? Okay. There he is. Can you hear me? We can hear you, James. What's going on? That was me, Miss. Oh, I thought. <laughs> oh, I thought that was. I was James. wondering if uh, maybe you guys are hearing something I didn't hear. <laughs> Nobody Uh-oh. could have a voice the same as Jerry's, could he? Hey. Oh, there we go, James. Can you hear us? Uh oh. Milton's new master All right, so, super uh, machine. <laughs> y'all, y'all help us with James there, and then we'll uh, figure out what's going on. Anyway, they all. Oh, look at here, Jer. There's a set a three, three citrus. Yeah, take yeah. it off. Also, maybe maybe that's why we've got daylilies right out here by us uh, because they're on sale too. All right, I'm told to try all, all different colors and everything else. I'm told to try James again. So James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We got you this time. Yeah. No, that's you. There we go. Now that wasn't you twice. <laughs> James, you there? Yeah, push, push the other button. Yeah, okay, I think they did. All right. What's going on, James? Well, well I had a question for the gardening expert. Okay, which, uh, which one? I wanted to ask you, you a question. Oh, how many you got? Oh, uh, two or three. Yeah. It's always good uh, All right. if there's two uh, yeah, of us. I, I was going to wonder, uh, I was wondering, uh, are you going to have a big uh, uh, whopping... Tomato contest this year or no? Absolutely. I'm getting ready to put it. I'm getting ready to put it on PlantAnswers.com. The after after I take uh, Festival of Flowers uh, plants down, and I'll put oh. it, go ahead and put the uh, June June seventeenth. June June seventeenth. June seventeenth. James. Yeah, I got some. 22 ounce beef masters, but they're not going to last to the 17th. So. Well, I guess you could put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Are they okay. gray? Are they red now? Are they red? Well, they're getting kind of red. Yeah, they're redding up pretty good. Uh, I, I thought you guys were going to do it on the 11th, but I guess that was last year, huh? I don't remember when last year. No, I don't remember last year either. No, they they, they picked the seventeenth. Okay, okay they if they're green I, now. If they're green now, uh, and turn they're turning right. I mean, they've yes, got sir, the color to them. They're starting to get a little color to them. Okay, yes, then they're not going to get much bigger. No. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and take them now with the stem on them and put them in the refrigerator. Woo. Okay, and I got one more question. I'll ripen them in the refrigerator. That'll slow the ripening process down. Okay, I, I can do that. Okay. Uh, okay, I got one more question. Uh, okay. A while back you were asking for, uh, like, uh, you know, gardening quote and things that 
people say, you know, that have to do with the weather and gardening. Right. Yeah. I got, and I got one for you. And especially for all those young tomato growers out there. Uh, and it's a tomato is a big diseased weed that has hey. good <laughs> flavored fruit. And if you remember that, you'll you'll go a long way on growing tomatoes. That's kind of pessimistic, isn't it? Yeah, or negative. Well, do you know any any tomatoes that aren't big weed diseased weeds? If you do, <laughs> let me know. Well, all, all the her- herbs and vegetables started out as weeds, so you know. But on, yeah. on tomato, that one of the, I think one of the reasons that people really enjoy growing them is that they they are a challenge but it's a you, you know you can figure you can deal with it and you figure it out it without a real extravagant cultural practices so so you're probably right it's uh the, the, i love this challenge and it's reasonable for me to expect i'll be able to overcome it and come up with some good fruit there you go there you go there you go That's okay the farmer philosophy and can i ask one more question you sure, may. James. Okay, does the nursery carry uh, a product? It's the Fox Farm product called Coco Loco. That sounds familiar. We can we can ask, but uh, they do carry the Fox Farms product, so I would seem like they would carry that. What is Coco Loco? It's the best potting soil on the planet. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Okay. You got to go a long ways to beat that. I was just wondering if you got it because I heard you got Fox Farm, and I sent some ladies out there to pick some up. I hope you got it. <laughs> okay, we'll, 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 check. We'll, we'll check. We'll double check. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. Take care, James. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And as told to James, the the top tomato contest and best salad bowl contest are coming up June seventeenth, ten thirty to uh, twelve fifteen. It's absolutely free to enter. There are two uh, divisions for tomatoes to determine the top tomato: cherry and smaller, and regular tomatoes. And uh, then you, there's the biggest tomato based on weight and one of the tomatoes from the first two categories, cherry and smaller, will be uh, note will be uh, chosen as the grand champion or top tomato. Then there's the best salad bowl contest, um, which is uh, also on the website. Uh, you can learn everything about that as well. And Millburgers will re- give you a ten dollar gift certificate uh, just for coming out and be a part of the contest. You have to use it that day. Uh, and it's one certificate per household, but that's nice just to kind of get you over that uh, that shyness you, you may have about your tomatoes. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. All right, what you got? Uh, I was just looking over the Neil Sperry uh, questions and answers, and he's talking about, uh, uh, I, I think he's, he's talking more of, of uh, Dallas and up in that area talk about Death, slow death of dwarf gardenias. You know, gardenias are not the, our soil so alkaline here. They they have a tough time of it down here. But uh, uh, that's why we recommend most people grow them in containers uh, using our blueberry mix and like, grow them like you would blueberries. And uh, so, but so. Uh, How long did you keep yours alive, Milton? 
several years, right? Yeah, yeah. He kept it two or three years. Two or three years. But until uh, it got too wet. Really? Yeah. It got it got there was so much rain when we got all that spring rain or whatever it was, it just was out there and it just rotted. Huh. Yeah. My my blueberries are looking pretty good except and the birds love them. I never I never see a completely ripened one because they they pick huh. them off when they're just barely turning. Ned's talking about how the best way to start new wisteria plants. A neat thing about wisteria plants, uh, probably the best way to start them, uh, is uh, take a long shoot and uh, bury it. Uh, uh, snake it in and out of the soil. Probably put a, put something to pin it down and then cover it with soil, scratch it, and then put some growth hormone on it, and it should root right there by the mother plant. Uh, our Neil uh, outlines in yesterday's paper a way you basically start them like you do roses. Uh, it, it should root very easily. Hey, we got Mark on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey, Mark, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you all? Good, good. What's going on? Um, I, I've got my tomato plants, and they're they're beautiful, and they've got a lot of green tomatoes on them, but i got this white powdery stuff on a few leaves. White powdery stuff. is It's not yeah. it's not gooey, is it? Eh, well, I didn't really touch it to find out. I just kind of cut the leaves off. Or the, I mean, it, the it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't. We got a lot of spittle bug this year. Are you, it doesn't look like somebody spit on it, does it? No, it doesn't. It looks kind of dry. I mean, like I said, I cut it all. I cut the little, it was on like the tips on like two or three of them, and I just cut it yeah. off, and I tossed it, like, but... Do you see? Do you see uh, little bumps in it? In the white, uh, white bumps in there. There, there's a, uh, there's a, there's an insect, uh, basically uh-huh. a little aphid that's covered with white powder. Sometimes it gets on them, and uh, uh, that that can be a problem. But my, my probably the easiest way to do is just wash that off or. If you want to use an insecticide, you can use spinosad, okay, which is an organic control. Okay. What, what variety are they? That's it's, it's, it doesn't sound like it's mildew at all. No, um, I got Parks Whopper Improved and Red Beef Steak, and it's only actually it's only on the Red Beef Steak. Huh. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's anything serious. The the the, the plant doesn't die. It just you just have those white on it, right? Yeah, it's it's like maybe an inch or two on a stem, and then on one of the leaves, and it's usually at the end of the of the growing area. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not down well, inside can, the plant. It's just okay, okay. Yeah, I think you can just wash that off. I think that's an insect. Oh, okay. Don't worry so about it. It's not going to kill my plant. No, it's no. not. Well, if it's oh, okay. if it's an in- insect like Jerry's talked about, spittle bugs and scale and such, so all they do is suck some of the juices out of the tomato, and it 
and to be, you know, the, you're talking about a limited number of them, so it's not going to be a major thing. Yeah, see if you can wash them off with a hard okay. spray of water. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you Thank for calling. You, you take right. care. Listen, we got to take a break, and then we're going to talk to Richard right after this. Our number is 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Let's get right to it. I've got some terrific items to tell you about that are on sale right now at Millburgers. Myers Lemon, Mexican Limes. You'll save over 50% for these great citrus trees, and they're two of our most popular citrus trees for containers. Now in the 12-inch pot, just $16.88. Drift Roses. They're low-growing ground covers, disease-resistant, abundant blooms, beautiful colors, perfect for a sunny border, and now in the two-gallon container... Just fourteen eighty eight. Day lilies are on sale too. Now just four eighty eight in the one gallon container. And Texas lilac Vitex is on sale in the five gallon container for just sixteen eighty eight. When you come to Millburgers, you also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale. This terrific, beautiful plant, great for hummingbirds and butterfly gardens. Now just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. You'll find savings on these and much, much more. Check them out at millburgernursery.com and go to Millburger Nursery. Street at 1604 on Bullfordy Road. DeWitt Landscaping Products and Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. Millburger Landscape and Nursery stocks the DeWitt Do-Right Drip Irrigation Bag for new trees. The DeWitt Do-Right Bag is designed to provide a drip irrigation system directly to tree roots over an extended period of time. Take the stress out of planting new trees with this 20-gallon tree watering bag. It is designed to ensure that your new trees will survive their crucial first year after being planted. It eliminates the severe water stress new trees endure after transplanting by delivering a high volume of water directly to the root system. It is great for soaking before digging for providing continuous water during summer droughts. The DeWitt Do-Right Bag is made of heavy-duty green coated polypropylene with nylon webbing, poly straps, and black nylon zippers. It is UV stabilized to endure extended exposure to sunlight, safe to use with nutrients. A single bag fits trees up to 3 feet caliper and holds 20 gallons of water. Easily installed in five minutes, no tools needed. Look for the DeWitt Do-Right Drip Irrigation Bag at Milberger's Landscape and Nursery. Here's the phrase of the day, opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com. 210-881-5700. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Memorial Day. More than the start of summer. It's a day of reflection and gratitude. At this and other cemeteries across our country, America acknowledges a debt that is beyond our power to repay. This weekend, while you're enjoying the holiday, take a moment to reflect on the sacrifice of those in our military, those who have given their lives for our freedom. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 308-8867. 308-8867. And Richard is on the line. Hey, Richard, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? 
<laughs> okay, now we we're not hearing Richard. Richard, are you there? Can you hear me now? No, that's uh, that's uh, that's James. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Uh, it's James again. <laughs> Richard. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Neil brings up uh, our our somebody writes in about. Uh, uh oh, Richard, was that you? It's your echo, Mel. Yeah, yeah but, but I think we're echoing because we're, we're, Richard's phone is open. Anyway. All right, put Richard on hold, and let's see if we can't get to him yeah. in a second. Okay, that's, that's... That's Richard. That's Richard. He was talking in code. <laughs> Did you understand him? <laughs> anyway, oh, call us back, Richard. Yeah, there, oh, there we go. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Hi, Richard. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you all? Good, good. What's going on? Um, I got some roses that I planted about two weeks ago, and now they're exhibiting what looks like chlorosis, and the leaves are starting to uh, turn brown and crisp. Did they, uh, how much are you watering them? Um, I give them a good watering every three days. The only thing I was worried about is this particular flower bed. I was disappointed in the soil. It was very clay and rocky. So is that my problem? That sounds like it. Uh, It sounds like they're not draining. And you're, is it how fast is the process? Are they uh, from the top, bottom up or t- the whole plant at once? It's, it's basically from the top of the plant where it starts, and uh, it's like one side you of the grow. plant, is, the petals are drying up, and then the other side they got brand new blooms. So, yeah, it sure sounds to me like the the, the soil is not draining. Where are you applying the water? Are you applying the water right at the base of the plant? It's basically a mulch bed. It's about 4 by 10 feet, and I'm just putting the water hose in the back and just letting it seep through. Hmm. Well, Chad, Jerry brought up a good point because the symptom for dry is the same as for wet. So check, move your mulch and check at the root system of the ones that are showing the symptom, and then you'll probably discover either a soggy situation or a uh, real dry situation Extremely because dry, the, the yeah. water, you know, those root balls are limited. That's where the water has to get in there and soak that whole root ball. So that that's what you hope will happen is that the, that your root ball is just dried out, and then you can just apply the water right there at the at the root, and that'll uh, the rose will recover pretty quickly. And continue to do that for about a month at least. Okay. Got it. Because it, it doesn't, see, the root system hasn't expanded out into the soil yet. And so uh, you've got to make sure that you're literally watering that root ball, just like they did in the nursery before you bought it. Uh, every time you water it, at least uh, uh, twice a week. I, I did most of the bed with pine bark. That's not releasing tannins or something like that, but... No, no, no. No, that won't that's be That's no problem. No factor. In fact, that's a little, I might release, have a little acidification impact, and any of that will help. But see, the mulch, as far as getting getting the uh, water system directly to the, to the plants, of, to the roots of the plant, the mulch is not helping. Mulch helps an established plant. Yeah, and the mulch helps once the water's in there to keep it from evaporating. Right. 
but it can also prevent it from getting, especially in that little limited root ball we're talking about. I, I think you'll I think you'll do a little little dig in there, and you'll you'll discover which of those two issues it is. Okay. And I'm kind of getting I'm kind of leaning towards the dry now. Okay. Right, good luck. Thank, thank you much. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. You take care. All right, 308-8867. Hey, while we got a second, wait for next phone call at 308-8867. I want to remind you to go by and visit Wild Birds Unlimited. Uh, you know, and we talk about it a lot, but we're very fortunate in San Antonio. So much different nature out there, and uh, you can bring it to your own backyard with Wild Birds Unlimited. All the stuff they have will help you in terms of houses or feeds. But what I think is kind of cool is that uh, these guys are problem solvers. So uh, if you're having trouble with something, or you're uh, putting up a house and uh, you don't want you just too many a, squirrels. You have too many squirrels. That's too li- or too few squirrels. Depends on what you want. That's yeah. right. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited can help you, and that's what they do. If you go in there, it won't take very long before uh, a regular customer will come in and they'll start talking and they'll share their experience or ask a question. So it's really a relationship. Uh, so uh, if you want to bring nature to your backyard and enjoy watching uh, the birds or the squirrels or butterflies, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited is the place to be. Plus, you can find great art for the home and all kinds of fun stuff uh, as well. Wild Birds Unlimited, three locations in San Antonio. Uh, you can visit Bill over there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You can visit with Denise over there at 3009, about a, uh, oh, maybe a mile uh, out, well, it's not outside. It's a mile east of I-35. And you can go visit Kim over there at Boulevardy Road in 1604 for Wild Birds Unlimited. Check them out online. All right, 308-8867. Anyway, somebody writes in and said it had uh, several large pots of caladiums on the patio. The plants are starting to flower. Someone suggested I pick the flowers off, cut the flowers off. Before they open, is that good advice? And, and Neil says yes. Uh, some plants flowers, some plants flowers, such as coleus, lamb's ear, and caladiums, as examples, aren't very showy. They can actually cause the plants to become rather ragged-looking, and should be pruned or pinched off before they develop. Yeah, the plant is its goal is to reproduce reproduce and once it's had the bloom and moving towards seeds if that's what it does then it can say, then it says ah i've done my duty i can relax now i don't have to worry about foliage or anything so uh, there are there are a number of those plants and it's part of the same thing the concept of deadheading with even things like zinnias and yeah yeah if you uh, keep keep ahead of them and keep uh, reminding the plant that it has to set some more some more blooms uh, than it will. The uh, I, I glanced over it yesterday, but uh, I'm going to have to have a talk with Neil about growing tomatoes because uh, he makes some statements in here that are not necessarily true. For instance, he says when a tomato plant grows well but doesn't bloom, it's usually due to insufficient sunlight. Uh, it's, it's also, some, some, I'll put it this way, some tomato plants bloom better than others, whether they're in full sun or, or shade. 
and uh, the 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 problem we get into with uh, indeterminate varieties or varieties that grow have a tendency to grow long and and before they start setting fruit uh, or begin to begin to bloom actually uh, is due to the uh, characteristic of the indeterminate tomato variety. That's why all the ones that we recommend and that are sold here in Millburgers, with the exception of the heirloom tomatoes, um, are semi-determinate plants, which mean they want to bloom, they start blooming on the first uh, leaf axis. Now, an indeterminate plant, one of the definitions of it is it doesn't put out a bloom cluster until the uh, seventh leaf up. So uh, it, it's a long and leggy plant even before it blooms. And, and it just doesn't put out, it doesn't bloom nearly as much as, uh, and, and as you, the hybrids do. And you ask, well, why is that a problem? Well, because if it's over 90 degrees, right? Yeah, and it's too late to set fruit for most varieties. And so that's why we have a whole long list of recommended varieties, varieties that can get get to that first leaf axle that Jerry's talking about, Set the fo- put the foliage on they need to produce the crop, start producing the crop before it gets too hot. And some of those needles, uh, you know, if, if you're planting varieties, those indeterminate varieties, doesn't matter how much sun or shade you have, you uh, they're not going to be able to set fruit. Shade is certainly important. And then he makes a statement in there, when a plant blooms but doesn't set fruit, that's due to lack of pollination. Uh, I don't know about that. If that if that were the case, like I said, we grow about 20 varieties of tomatoes every every year and half for the last 40 years, and uh, some of those some of those plants uh, bloom and uh, bloom but never set fruit. Uh, that that's why we do the testing is to see which plants which plant varieties set fruit under our growing conditions. Yeah, and our nine, that again we go back to the 90 Nine, degrees. Yeah, the, and then we've had a lot of years cool weather where there's been cool weather where fruit hasn't set too. So right. it can be too cool. So there's lots of reasons why fruit won't set. But the good news is the heat setters are also cool setters genetically yeah, speaking. We, so it, it, as we mentioned before on tomatoes, they're they're a challenging, relatively challenging plant to grow successfully. Uh, but the chances are are pretty good, are especially good if you use the recommended varieties. Yeah, that fit into our climate and our conditions, and and also follow the timing recommendations. It's a two season crop here, so you want a short two a short spring season and a short fall season. And uh, works pretty well. You can produce a lot of tomatoes, as we'll show off on June 17th. Yep, at our top tomato contest. There you go. And finally, only small and medium-sized varieties will set well in the heat of Texas summertime. And that's wrong uh, because we've we've developed our, we've tested and found some tomatoes that produce extremely large fruit. Uh, I mean, uh, over a pound, and uh, they 
they said in the heat of the summer. Uh, what we got, and they're classified as heat setters. They're actually been developed uh, to set during the, uh, the hot temperatures of the summer, remembering that the temperature, the hot temperatures. Uh, we worried about the hot temperatures of night. The n- nighttime temperatures are so much more important than the daytime temperatures. And uh, generally, if it's, uh, I don't know what, over 72, Jerry, at night, it's, yeah. it's pretty difficult for a tomato to set any more fruit. Absolutely. On another topic, on uh, June 10th, our friends at uh, uh, Saws and the Garden Volunteers. Garden, gardening Volunteers of South Texas and the Trinity Glen Rose Groundwater Conservation District are, are sponsoring a conservation, a, uh, a planning, landscape planning uh, class, and it'll be from uh, eight thir- what is it, eight thirty in the morning to one o'clock. Yeah, there the you go. Okay. And uh, it's going to be at the Heldacos. Up there at uh, the Dominion. In fact, I was at El Dacos for supper last night. Uh, they got real nice facilities up there. Mm-hmm. You'll be real comfortable. 8.30 to 1 p.m. June 10th on Saturday. You uh, go to the uh, Gardening Volunteer website, and uh, you can sign up there. They want you to sign up before June 6th. It's a $30 charge per individual, uh, $50 for two people from the same family. And they'll have uh, lectures on plant selection and on uh, making sure that your planning fits your needs as a family and also your characteristics of your land, of your property. You know, it's uh, those plans that are in publications are great, wonderful, useful, but you want a, your plan to reflect what actually you actually have on your property. Plus, they'll uh, they'll have. Uh, uh, at least three documents for you, full color. With plan, uh, I'm sure they'll have the landscape care guide from Saws, the Austin uh, City uh, plant list, and then they may have either the Superstars or the T- TNLA uh, plant list too. So it'll be a good, a good event. And check your calendar and go ahead and go to the website uh, to the gardening volunteers. South Texas website, and you'll see more information there, and then you'll be able to uh, register for the event. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Milberger's Landscape Nursery. Let's get right to it. I've got some terrific items to tell you about that are on sale right now at Milberger's. Myers Lemon, Mexican Limes. You'll save over 50% for these great citrus trees, and they're two of our most popular citrus trees for containers. Now in the 12-inch pot, just $16.88. Drift Roses. They're low-growing ground covers, disease-resistant, abundant blooms, beautiful colors, perfect for a sunny border, and now in the two-gallon container... Just fourteen eighty eight. 
Daylilies are on sale too, now just four eighty-eight in the one-gallon container. And Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale in the five-gallon container for just sixteen eighty-eight. When you come to Millburgers, you also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale. This terrific, beautiful plant, great for hummingbirds and butterfly gardens, now just nineteen eighty-eight in the twelve-inch pot. You'll find savings on these and much, much more. Check them out at MillburgerNursery.com and go to Millburger Nursery at sixteen oh four and Bull. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Oh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. Peace through planning. It's a beautiful thing. We're talking with Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm. And Charlie, 41% of baby boomers don't have a will in place. Charlie, your clients need to make sure their 20, 30-something-year-old children take advantage of your free consultation. Well, in my view, every person over the age of 18 needs a plan in place because as a legal adult, no one has any authority over them to handle their bank accounts or make medical decisions unless they give someone that authority even when mom and dad are still paying the bills. And I can help put all those plans in place. People think, I don't have much. I don't own land and property. Uh, My will can wait. Actually, it's more important to have a plan in place because without a will, probate can be much more expensive and folks with smaller estates simply can't afford going through the probate process and property could be lost. So the answer is call attorney Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm today and let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning. Charlie, what's your phone number? Phone number here in San Antonio is 210-308-308. 0800. For Weisinger Law Firm, WeisingerLawFirm.com. Memorial Day, more than the start of summer. It's a day of reflection and gratitude. At this and other cemeteries across our country, America acknowledges a debt that is beyond our power to repay. This weekend, while you're enjoying the holiday, take a moment to reflect on the sacrifice of those in our military, those who have given their lives for our freedom. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. 
The answer, our number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Don't forget, it's a uh, water saver tax-free weekend on Memorial Day here at Millburger, so you'll save on almost all the plants, and as well as, um, well, you won't pay taxes on the plants, on all the... Um, Almost all the plants and uh, even uh, stuff that's uh, like drip hoses, things that are designed to save water and conserve water uh, here at Millburger. So you can come on by and find out more. Go to millburgernursery.com to find out more, too, specifically. So uh, it's a great day to come on out to Millburgers. All right, 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. What else is going on? Uh, I was looking at uh, things to be doing or or the kind of the garden calendar for this time of the year. And uh, one, th- one thing that we don't talk about uh, as much as we should is that uh, when some of your plants are growing, it's, it's good to uh, pinch, pinch out the growing tips of, of the uh, perennials, like uh, col- coleus, of course that's not a perennial, uh, copper plants, Mexican bush savior, uh, savias, uh, mums, fall asters. So those are, that's the one that really needs to be mint marigold. Back up, up, that's right, mint, uh, mint marigold. So the, they, you have to treat them kind of like mums, chrysanthemums. Uh, is to uh, you have to pinch the tips out of them. Maybe every what would you say every. 30 days or yeah, 60 days? I think every 30 uh, is better because you every every month and uh, as long as you keep ahead of it, it's not that big a job. You yeah, can, you, can do it, you can do it with hedge clippers. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, you don't have to go pinch every single yeah. one. You can <laughs> every apex, every every. I've every seen tip I've it. seen it done with a string mower. If you got a good string mower and you're careful, you can do, you can do it. Especially things like fall asters. And yeah. Mint marigold, and that's that seems like it's counterproductive because you want the foliage on there to bloom. But the deal is, when you tip tip back the, and we're talking about tipping back or pruning back the uh, the growing points, uh, growing apexes of the of the of the plants. What we're talking about when we're talking about pinching, but uh, when you pinch those back periodically. That stimulates uh, side branch uh, breakage. In other words, they they formulate new side branches, which formulates more bloom surface. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, so your the ultimate goal with mint marigold and fall aster, especially, is a mound that's about a little less than two feet tall. Right. That's just thick with foliage. And then covered with blooms, and and, that, and it's relatively easy with those two plants. And then, then now, then you would have butterflies. In fact, oh yeah, another thickness on there. And another and another reason to pinch them back and pinch them back hard is because if you let something like a fall aster or Michaelmas daisy or whatever you want to call it uh, get big and then bloom. The blooms get so heavy, they break it open. They break yeah. the plant open, and so then you got a blooms to one side and a big hole in the center. You know that same principle is the bougainvillea thing. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not, you're not necessarily looking for, a, well, I guess you're looking for a compact. Oh, yeah. Foliage uh, and uh, lots of side branching because every side branch has that colored foliage on the end, and that just means more bloom. Right. Art's on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi there, Art. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, I just come in from weed eating, and I missed part of your show, but uh, I'm calling. Uh, I want to seed start some good tomatoes for the fall garden. I understand, you know, it's coming time. And yeah. is, there a re- is there a recommendation of what tomato I should seed start? Uh, hopefully, some, I hope something bigger. You want big tomatoes? For the I fall? I would like that. Yes. Okay, you need to definitely start them earlier. Uh, okay. The problem with the hybrid, a lot of the hybrids that we recommend, the, the seed is hard to find and very expensive. Uh, but, uh, uh, let's That's see, okay. I, I, I was, the tycoon was coming into mine, and, uh, and then we've got a, a section on uh, plantanswers.com on the, uh, I think it's under the vegetable category, uh, under vegetable uh, classification on, the, on plantanswers.com right in the center there. And okay. uh, on the, in the information index. And if you click on vegetable, you'll see a heading says recommended vegetable varieties. For Texas, it's under recommended. Starts with an R. So recommended vegetable varieties for Texas. Is red deuce uh, seed available? I think it is. I I, don't, I can't remember right offhand. Boy, I, those, those two come to mind when you mentioned large, yeah, well adapted tomatoes. Okay. And then you you on, on some, and I'm thinking tycoon is you have to buy. Uh, but like, like Calvin said, uh, uh, anyway, let me finish my train of thought here. On under vegetables, on the recommended vegetables for Texas, uh, open up that that that's uh, that that entry, and it'll it'll have uh, all the re- it have the vegetables listed by by uh, in alphabetical order, and uh, you can uh, go down and. It's got a number by after after the listing of the name. It's got a number at them, and that if you go down to the bottom of the page, that number corresponds to a website that you can order the seed from. Okay. Uh, without without then without doing that, uh, if you know the variety, like like let's say you want a red deuce. Uh, by the way, all the recommended tomato varieties are are on uh, plantanswers.com under under uh, tomatoes under the category okay. of tomatoes in that same uh, information index. But anyway, uh, you could type that in uh, like uh, going do a Google search for red deuce tomato seed. Red okay. deuce tomato seed, and you'll find sources of it if they exist, and I think they do. Well, 
Okay, good my luck. wife had bought a pack of uh, Phoenix. Is that any good? I never, I didn't think they did that well. It's called what? Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix? I got Phoenix. Yeah, I, Phoenix, I got Phoenix is an old recommended variety. Yeah. Uh, okay. Based on my the production this year, that's that's a smaller fruit or medium sized fruit. Uh, okay. And and it's it's, it's a heat setter. As yeah, I remember. it's a little. It's been a little slower than Tycoon and HM one twenty three uh, this summer, but it's got a lot of fruit. The foliage looks good. Again, it will be described on plantanswers.com under tomatoes, under okay, Phoenix. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I, uh, All right. Just to, know, just to know, last year I had Lavaca, and they were just exceptional. So I seed saved, and this yeah. year they're, again, very prolific, but they're all the size of ping pong balls. It's... Uh, so if I go next year, it would probably be cherry tomatoes. Come on. <laughs> so, no. Not sure. Uh, they, they're, they're, like I said, related to celebrity. So uh, okay. they they need uh, high rates of fertility to size up. Okay. Fertilize that. So fertilize them a little more. Okay. Good deal. I thank you a bunch. Y'all have a great day. And uh, <laughs> I just took my first outside shower after I weed it. And man, does that mm. feel good? I got a cold beer, so I'm in heaven. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you are. You got a good, <laughs> a good plan. Thanks, Sounds sir. Sounds good. All right, three zero eight eighty eight. Bye bye. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Did you uh, talk to about the uh, fox farm and the? No, we didn't. Okay, but uh, Judy did. Judy, who uh, assistant manager, did say that they do have the product. It's a new product here. What's called local? What cocoa local? Mm-hmm. And it's a potting soil. And so she's over there shaking her head yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, James will be, James's messenger will find the product. Yeah, so James, yeah. Uh, tell him to keep coming. All right, 308-8867. The, uh, another, another tip for this time of the year is uh, treat iron deficiency yellow leaves with dark green veins appearing on the newest growth first uh, with an iron sulfur additive. And uh, it goes back to that question we had a couple of weeks ago. Somebody was doing weddings and wanted to make sure their grass was always green. And we recommended that that if, you, if you've got this over a large area, uh, it's it's time to you can go ahead and uh, do your uh, uh, iron plus fert- fertility with iron plus, and that gives it the iron. Iron is taken up uh, faster or better when it's in li- applied in combination with nitrogen. Uh, Doctor Benton's story uh, figured that out with pecans when he, and he came up with. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Uh, in, what was that nitrogen thing for uh, pecans? Uh, 
But anyway, they they find out that uh, iron applied with uh, nitrogen uh, is uptaken better by the plant. And and to to in the really if you want it to really green up quick, go ahead and put that uh, Iron Plus. That's the name of the product, Iron Plus uh, product on on your lawn or your yellowed area, and then get you some uh, uh, chelated iron and spray it on. And that and, and that'll that'll get it in a couple fast. of days. Green yeah. it up in a couple of days. And you can do that with a hose-in sprayer, so you can yeah. cover a whole lawn really fast. And there's a bunch of different chelated products. I don't know if Jerry remembers the, what there's we only, here. There's only two that we really recommend for alkaline soils. And they're both here, right? Yeah. Uh, the one that we, ones that we have here that contains the right uh, formulation of uh, chelated iron to be most efficient and most effective uh, in our soils is one called Carl Pool Iron Chelate. Carl Pool Iron Chelate. Carl, like the name. Yeah. yeah we, we say it different than, than they do in Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, Fertilome Liquid Iron, both of, both of those two, Carl Pool Iron Chelate and Fertilome Liquid Iron and Jerry and have I- the... Yeah, we have, did a have we, the key lights in. We did a TV uh, a research project on TV, and must have been 15 years ago, where we uh, filmed applying those products on a on portions of a, a lawn that wasn't showing good green color, and they greened up really quickly. Uh, some other products like Ironite never did green up, so. Mm. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Remember, you can go to millburgernursery.com to find out about all the things that are going on at the nursery, including the Water Saver Tax Holiday today and tomorrow. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 308-8867 308-8867. Toll free it's 866-308-8867. Uh, we had a lot of blossom in rot um, tomatoes this year, and mm. people are still seeing the results. And uh, blossom in rot on tomatoes is a. Uh, I think we had several people stop by the booth yes, yesterday and ask about blossom in rot. Uh, what it is is what it says. It's a, it's the. It's not necessarily a rot. It's a. It's a physiological damage it's a damage more than it is a rot scar it's a, tissue it, it can rot yeah. yeah it's almost scar tissue uh it's a damaged uh of the ba- basal end of the of the tomato fruit and it's caused by uh calcium deficiency uh, kind of yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the, it's and, a local deficiency it's because of the water flow right so that's why we don't recommend you, that 
application of calcium is usually not the answer. It's it's ma- making sure that the the water flow is constant and regular. And well, so, some people have heard that Epsom salts, even applied now, will uh, solve the problem. Well, the pro- the problem occurred early on when the fruit was small, uh, and uh, about you know the size of a of a marble, something like that, and uh, Epsom, the availability or the calcium being in the soil. Because when you when you say we don't have enough available calcium, and every everything that our, our soils are almost pure calcium, uh, so you can't you fi- can't figure out you can't fi- figure out why you would have a calcium deficiency. Uh, we have in the past recommended uh, uh, gypsum, which is uh, calcium sulfate, to the soil before you plant. Now that's that's kind of an insurance policy against blossom and rot in the in the spring but it, it I, th- I think when you, when you're trying to f- uh, fight blossom and rot in the spring or you're trying to avoid blossom and rot in the spring the best way to do it is varietal selection because we've had a couple of calls in I don't think we've had and maybe our listeners can call in I don't think we've had a single call on blossom end rod on tycoon. Nope. Well, or I, any I, of the hybrids. And I, I've got my garden, the, the one variety that I have the most problem with blossom end rod is the one we just talked about, Phoenix. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so I see. I've had seven or eight. I've got three plants of every one of the varieties we've talked about, which isn't a huge sample, but uh, they're all doing pretty well lots of fruit on the phoenix uh but uh it's the one showing blossom end rot yeah and uh, uh, and the neat thing about it is that you can cut the blossom end rot off and that's the first tomato that ripens so that's why people get so upset about it uh when the, when the first ripened tomato has has the the blossom end uh, uh mal some, mal uh Sometimes damage. In addition to the varieties, uh, the weather is a big. Yeah, the weather is the major factor. Yeah, if you go on, if you go from cool weather to hot weather, even in the course of over two days period or a day period, you you, you probably see some blossom end rot because the plant has to adjust, and you know it gets harder. It suddenly has gaps in its right. uptake of water. And then if it's in a container, it's a small. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Because the reservoir is so small. Hey, we got Robert on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Robert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are y'all? Good. 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 Thank you. What's going on? Potato. Potato question. First harvest. Uh, storing advice, and do you do any type of drying like we do with our onions, or do you just move them straight inside? You move them straight inside. And the, if you're in Idaho or Minnesota or Maine, you you can store them for months. Yeah. But they haven't had great luck 
story. Here we use them as new potatoes mostly. I get. I don't know. I guess. I, I guess you could store them in the re- refrigerator, but. Uh, well, that makes them sweet. That yeah, develops changes the texture a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, I would, what, what is? I would, go go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I'd heard that uh, storing them in sawdust and or uh, the shipping peanuts would give them, you know, would help keep them dry and from rotting quickly. Right. That'll work. Okay. How many I do have you have? <laughs> oh, you I, I planted a 4 by 10 bed, uh, four rows. You know, I planted about six or eight inches apart, and so I have a lot. I mean, and I'll, I'll be sharing with friends and family, but I did want to do some experimentation with some longer-term storage. Okay. So, Cause I have, we'll see. I have about the same, same but I... I just started. I started harvesting mine when they started blooming, and it's just have been using them as I've harvested them. Especially this spell now, where we haven't had any rain, you can just leave them in the ground as a storage a vessel. Okay. Yeah, I tried last year, but last spring was too wet, and I didn't. I wasn't successful. This year, I have a lot of potatoes, but we have Good. lots of everything this year. Yeah, they've been great this year. This both years have been good for potatoes. I I don't know if I'm getting better at growing them or if the weather has <laughs> just been that much different. Yeah, the weather's been. Yeah, have, have you seen a real change too on yours? I mean, in terms of being successful, just well, last, these last year, year. I, last year I it was too wet, and I don't know if I overwatered. I don't think I did. Everything's on drip irrigation. Uh, I just think we had enough rain last year. I didn't have. I, I ended up having basically no crop of potatoes. This huh. year, every plant grew. Everyone, I mean, I pulled some yesterday. I got about six or seven potatoes per plant. Oh, yeah, that's good. Some of reds? I have reds and whites. And hmm. some of the whites, are literally, that I pulled out yesterday are grocery store size. And a lot of them are, are half that size. But I had, I was kind of, you know, you know, the first time you harvest something like that, it's fun. Yeah. And I'll get the, that get the granddaughter great. out there. Get the granddaughter out there today to help me harvest the rest of them. So, but I think this I, year's did, I just put them in a cool, cool, dry place. Okay. Yeah, I think weather. Is, is has that a lot for the? Stupid. Is that for the granddaughter? Yeah. Yeah. She's not going to want to visit grandpa's again after uh, having to harvest potatoes all <laughs> afternoon on ninety degrees. Have you tried them in the fall? If you're liking to grow potatoes. No, I have not. Okay, save yeah, some of your. I, I, I mind if you let's, let's say put them in some corner somewhere where it's cool and dry, shady and dry. Uh, you want, and you eat the big ones first. When you get down to the what we call B size, which are about the size of a golf ball, uh, about the size of a golf ball, a little bit larger. Uh, save those and plant those again in uh, in uh, September, probably in September. If his garden is like my garden. Now, of course, he may be a better harvester than I do. I always seem to leave 
accidentally leaves. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, and they so, come up. Yeah, so I get an indication when it's time to plant because yeah. I start getting these little shoots coming up in the and fall. The, and the neat, thing about, the neat thing about growing fall potatoes is you can store them in the ground. Yeah. In other, in other words, uh, you, you, can, you can store fall tomato, uh, potatoes. When the uh, when the tops die down, just store them in the ground because the temperature, if it if it's not rain, if it's not real rainy, or in wet, but uh, you think of the soil temperature in the in the uh, in the winter, it's perfect uh, potato storage ground. I, I know the Vanderwall like used a root to grow c- root cellar. Yeah, yeah, the Vanderwall oh, used fine. to grow potatoes all the time. And they would they would uh, store them in the ground and dig them dig them as they needed them all through the winter. Well, that's probably what I'll do then. I actually, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I downloaded some plans yesterday to make a little root cellar. So we'll see if okay. get that project done between now and the fall. Well, okay, guys. Uh, the, the, for the, the problem with the problem with a root cellar here is you'd have to blast to make yeah. one. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. You take care. Let us know how it goes, Robert. 308-8867 is our number, and Wade is on the line. 308-8867. Hi there, Wade. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, good. What's going on with you? I have, I believe, and I've been here since I was 7 years old, though 50 now, and I have a tree in my yard I've never seen anywhere in this town, and I have the name of it. And I have the characteristics of how big it will get. It hasn't reached it yet. And it is an evergreen. This tree is called an American white holly oak. And it will get 40 feet high and 40 feet wide in a perfect globe shape. What is it called? White an Amer- holly American, oak? American white holly oak. Holly oak, are you saying? Well, yeah. it, was, it, was sold, it was sold to me under the name American White Holly Oak. Huh. And so it's a, it's an oak. It's an oak. It's a Quercus, right? It's not a, not a holly. The leaves look well, like a holly? It has, is it, a... Has, it has all the distinctions of a holly. I mean, it has the pointy edge leaves like the Burford holly. It has the smooth bark. Huh. You, you know, is it, is it evergreen? Is it evergreen? Yes, it is evergreen. Never heard of it. Me either. Now the the lacy oak resembles. I have one of those, you know, has this, have one of those yeah. in the front yard. Yeah, I have, a, I have a blue oak in the front yard. Yeah. And but it's deciduous, of course, and it's the leaves are a little bigger, I think. That's correct, sir. And the the underneath of these leaves is real silvery, and the top is green. Huh. Yeah, uh, well, maybe. uh, So uh, did you? Notice that uh, I've never just ever seen one in town, and I'd like to see an established one, because the one I have is only about 15 feet high and 15 feet wide at the age of 8 years old. Well, you're you might be a pioneer. There might not be any others. Did you did they send you literature with it or when you got it? Well, where, when where I, did, I went back to the to one of your competitors where I bought it. I got wanted another one because somebody told me if I had another one, it would produce the red berries that most hollies do. But I have to have another tree. Well, they refused they refused to sell me one because they said 
those trees were never to be sold. They were for a certain job out of town, so they couldn't sell me another one. Hmm. Ah, that's strange. Where out of town? Yeah, yeah that was. They didn't answer say. that. Yeah, they didn't answer that question. But yeah, I was just wondering if the only one established one was. Yeah. Well. Just keep uh, tell your relatives, uh, keep it in touch with them in case it's an an alien being, and it's eventually yeah, going to devour you or something. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's but a, nobody. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful tree. Have you done a Google, uh, uh, internet search on it? Uh, yes, sir. I, and I've questioned many people about it. Also, uh, I mean, I'm friends with Charles Martelli over there. We all work. But you did. You didn't find a, a, a discussion on the internet. No, uh, a lot of the times on the internet when I go to, to get information, a lot of it is for different areas of the country. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking online and I can't find. I can't find. I can find holly oak, but I can't find American white holly oak. Um, what what, is, what does it say about holly oak? Well, let's see. Hang on. Well, well, it I says that... I can send you a picture of this tree. Okay. Yeah, do that. All right, let's um, see. Where, do you want him to send it to you or send it to me? Or? Do I just call Melbourne and get a number from them, and then I'll, I'll just send a picture of them? Okay. And that sounds like a winner, or... And what are we going to do with the picture? Oh, it just might be interesting. I don't know. I want to, yeah. I'll do you want to see? Do you want to email me a, a picture at the station, and then I'll sure. forward it to these guys? Okay, so it's sure. it's Milton at klup dot com. Milton at klup dot com. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll take a look and see. That'd be kind of interesting. A lot of a lot of times, it's like those common those uh, common names are so are different are different and. Uh, and uh, just by doing a little, seeing the plant and doing a little search of related kind of yeah. plants, you can figure out what it is. And we'll open it up to our listeners, too, uh, and see if, they, uh, if they're if they familiar with it and uh, uh, can tell us when. Thank you, sir. Thank Good you. luck. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Dell is on the line. Dell, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hello, it's doing just great it's delb anyhow oh, hey delb we've talked to you lots of times sure the, the only delb around that i know of but anyway hey i've I got right. a question for for jerry the satsuma king it, he's okay. kind of a satsuma king isn't he right well what what do you know about satsumas and there being a, a satsuma louisiana and a satsuma alabama if that has anything to do with Satsuma production, or if that was just a, a, a happy, lucky thing? Uh, the the Satsumas that I first became aware of were uh, were out of uh, Louisiana, out of Plaquemines Parish, uh, uh-huh. Louisiana, and. And I would I would imagine that's where if they, if they decide to name a town that they used to have a lot of uh, satsumas in that area. 
So uh, we need to know locate. Uh, can you type in uh, Satsuma, Louisiana, and see where see kind of where it is? Sure. See if it's in Plaquemines Parish. But uh, I don't know about the Alabama. The Alabama one is, yeah, it's a long ways from the other one. Oh, yeah, I imagine so. Now, they've done done a lot of work with Satsumas at Auburn, uh, Auburn, Alabama, at, uh, not Alabama, yeah, Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, um, it's pretty close to, to Auburn. Okay, okay, but uh, that, that must—I don't think historically, uh, Satsumas have been in Alabama. Now I may be wrong about that, but uh, historically they've been in Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, for a hundred years, and uh, they used to have a, a commercial industry over there. And I bet—I bet that's where that came from. Satsuma, Louisiana, is in Livingston Parish. I don't know if that. It's in a parish, though, right? Well, yeah. Every every county in Louisiana is a parish. Every oh, okay. Is. Yeah. I thought only south, the no. south Louisiana. No, sir. Okay. No county. So we don't know where Livingston no is. Huh? Let's see if I uh, well, if I can get a parish map. Kind of <laughs> east and and fairly south. Yeah, it's uh. Just up by Lake Pine Street. Long okay, okay. That's close to Plaquemine Parish, isn't it? In that area? I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. Plaquemine Parish is south of New Orleans. Oh, then no. This is, uh, well, uh, no. It's, that's kind of east of New Orleans. Yeah, this would be northwest of uh, New Orleans. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know the history of those those names. Well, Other than cool. Plaquemine I, Parish. I just want you to know that uh, when when your nose is itching unexplicably, that is me driving through there, and I was thinking about you. But uh, there you go. Anyhow, we we've had uh, occasion to run to Fort Benning a little bit here a few times lately, and uh, get to run through two Satsumas on the way to Fort Benning, Georgia. <laughs> so, well, so sometimes go in and ask for ask. Uh, his, see if you can find a historian that will tell you the story. All right. Well, that sounds like all a right. thing. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks Appreciate for calling, Dale. Thanks for all your thanks. work okay. the Thanks. Forward. Take care. All right. 308-8867. 308-8867, yeah? I found Quercus ilix, which is the uh, holly oak, and it's uh, from the Mediterranean. It's a large evergreen oak native to the Mediterranean region. Uh, On my phone, these short uh, little descriptions say that it it, uh, is capable of surviving in most moderate climates and once once established. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like an olive or something. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess all those Mediterranean plants are a little that way. Uh, So it's also called the evergreen oak or home oak. And I guess home means holly in, in some of those uh, regions there. So anybody that has any more information about it, it would be, be interesting. So Quercus ilix, which is the, the genus, is the oak genus, and the ilix is, is the 
genus of uh, holly. Cool. So it certainly does resemble holly, and it's got a really yeah. nice, nice did, shape. Did you not want to be on the air? Did you? Oh. Okay, then we'll. Okay. Here, Melton, look at that shape. It's got a really nice round shape, oh, like it you described. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what I found. It said it liked uh, acid to slightly alkaline soil, and and it didn't like cold. I don't yeah. know if you found that out. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and for those uh, Louisiana files, uh, Plaquemines Parish is uh, to the uh, southeast of New Orleans, while Livingston is to the northwest. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. Take a break. Come back in a moment. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, right here with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons at 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Let's get right to it. I've got some terrific items to tell you about that are on sale right now at Millburgers. Myers Lemon, Mexican Limes. You'll save over 50% for these great citrus trees, and they're two of our most popular citrus trees for containers. Now in the 12-inch pot, just $16.88. Drift Roses. They're low-growing ground covers, disease-resistant, abundant blooms, beautiful colors, perfect for a sunny border, and now in the two-gallon container... Just fourteen eighty eight. Daylilies are on sale too. Now just four eighty eight in the one gallon container. And Texas Lilac Vitex is on sale in the five gallon container for just sixteen eighty eight. When you come to Millburgers, you also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale. This terrific, beautiful plant, great for hummingbirds and butterfly gardens. Now just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. You'll find savings on these and much, much more. Check them out at millburgernursery.com and go to Millburger Nursery at 1604 on Bullfordy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m., the answer. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray, and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors we get the landlord off your bottom line. Memorial Day. More than the start of summer. It's a day of reflection and gratitude. At this and other cemeteries across our country, America acknowledges a debt that is beyond our power to repay. This weekend, while you're enjoying the holiday, take a moment to reflect on the sacrifice of those in our military, those who have given their lives for our freedom. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
Peace Through Planning. It's a beautiful thing. We're talking with Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm. And, Charlie, 41% of baby boomers don't have a will in place. Charlie, your clients need to make sure their 20, 30-something-year-old children take advantage of your free consultation. Well, in my view, every person over the age of 18 needs a plan in place because as a legal adult, no one has any authority over them to handle their bank accounts or make medical decisions unless they give someone that authority, even when mom and dad are still paying the bills. And I can help put all those plans in place. People think, I don't have much. I don't own land and property. Uh, My will can wait. Actually, it's more important to have a plan in place because without a will, probate can be much more expensive and folks with smaller estates simply can't afford going through the probate process and property could be lost. So the answer is call attorney Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm today and let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning. Charlie, what's your phone number? Phone number here in San Antonio is 210-308-0800. For Weisinger Law Firm, WeisingerLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Bert, is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Bert's from uh, um, that area of Louisiana. Where are you from, Bert? I'm from St. Bernard, but uh, we, my stepfather was from Plaquemines Parish, Point Lahash, and as you go southeast out of New Orleans, you run at the first on the east side, St. Bernard Parish, and on the west side, you run into Plaquemines Parish. And then as you go a bit further down to a town called Braithwaite, that's where St. Bernard ends on the east side, and Plaquemines Parish picks up on the east side. It straddles the river, the Mississippi River. Almost and, in the, it's, it's, it's in the Gulf almost on the map, it looks like. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, traditionally and historically, the west bank side of Plaquemines Parish has always been the big citrus producer because on the east side it's mostly marsh. No. Oh. But St. Bernard, that's where my uncle has a farm. That's where I, I grew up with my grandfather having a vegetable farm. And I think we had about, uh, I don't know, a thousand, he had about a thousand trees for Katrina and only about 200 survived. But they were all hard, old trees. Wow. What? Did uh, have you ever have you ever heard of Satsuma, Louis? Dan? No, I never have. Uh, I named my cat that once, though. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it was formerly formerly Stafford, Louisiana. Hmm. Oh, they oh, changed I... the name. Yeah, it says it, this is on Wikipedia. So take that for what it's worth. But yeah, it's uh, it was formerly called Stafford, Louisiana. Okay, yeah. I have to look that up too because I just going back from memory of being raised there and such. And, uh, yeah, they had, a, I don't know, they kind of kind of got pretty devastated, but, you know, like I said, the older trees uh, seem to have survived. And So, I mean, uh, when I go down to the farm, when I visit there in St. Bernard, I don't see half as many trees uh, as, as we used to, because we grew uh, navel oranges and grapefruits as well. So did you run into McEachern? Uh, no, a guy you know, named McKeachin used to be the county agent in Plaquemines Parish. No, you know who I was going to ask? When I went to Delgado Community College, did you guys ever know of a... He died a while back. Uh, it was my teacher, Dr. Jerry Sisk. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he taught me. I went to him for horticulture, and uh, 
before I got deployed to war. So uh, okay. I'm, thinking about pick, I'm thinking about picking that back up at Palo Alto. There you go. That'd be cool. I got a and question. You might want to join the Master Gardeners, too. Yes, I will. Um, I, I got a question fun. for you about uh, amending sure. soil or amending compost. Say I barbecue okay. with, with uh, hardwood, and I don't use light okay. fluid. Can I add the ash to my compost? It won't do any sure. bad things. Oh, absolutely. Not, absolutely. Yeah, not if, not if it's not an overwhelming amount. But no, 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 no. I just, I just have a little yeah. tabletop grill. Okay. Yeah, yeah that'll, work. that'll work. No problem. And uh, in our, when we were in acid soils, the ash was a really a pretty beneficial, valuable, yeah, yeah, really a beneficial. valuable additive. Here it's not as valuable because it's a little alkaline, but... But it's still organic material and high potassium, I think. Yeah, stretches. It's got nice texture. Yeah. Yes, I guess also it would depend upon the wood species you use for barbecuing as well, depending on the. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't think as much as the that 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 does determine how much of it burns up. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think in terms of a soil additive, it makes much difference. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted—I just heard y'all talking. I was reading the newspaper, okay. and I said, "Heard, heard you talking about Setsumas, and that's—I love them, you know." And uh, <laughs> have you, <laughs> love, have and you got some? Have you got? Have you got some here? No, no. I live in an apartment, but eventually, I'm going to do some studies on, like how they did in Israel with the drip irrigation and arid, you know, environment. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking to do that when I get it. I don't want to, you know. Uh, I don't like to ruin the native uh, landscape, you know, with grasses and everything that aren't native to here. So, well, Satsumas are uh, taking over the San Antonio. We're the Satsuma capital of Texas, I think. Yeah, I see that on uh, on the commercials. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, and I, that I, Mr. Moy at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, I- he, he, of course, he's from. He was from China, and that's yeah. the origin of, that's of the Mandarin. China and Japan. Yes, Mandarin. So I got uh, a question China, for you. Go ahead. China and, and Japan were the origins of those. I, right. I, I used to say I used to say Satsumas came from Japan, and uh, you know you don't tell Jap- uh, Chinese people. <laughs> Uh, uh, give J- Japan any kind of credit because uh, they said that that Japan got them from China many yeah. hundreds of years ago. So, uh, but anyway, Mr. Moore was very interested in, it, and he had he made the crosses that we now sell here at uh, as uh, Orange Frost and uh, Arctic uh, Frost. Arctic Frost. Some of those that are a little bit more cold hardy. Than the than the regular satsumas, right? Because we don't get. I mean, like the nighttime temperature. I mean, in the summertime in Louisiana, it's kind of like here, but it's a little worse. You you always in shorts and a t-shirt. I don't care what. Oh yeah. Unless oh, yeah. you pick an okra. And why pick okra? Uh, oh <laughs> man, this guy is. This guy has lived in Memphis. Yes, he has. <laughs> hey, what? Well, well, any, anytime you mention picking okra, there, there's somebody that's paid the paid the price right there. <laughs> Cut my teeth Expert. on it when I was a child. Yeah. A, a quick question. question oh, what was your other question? Yes, sir. Uh, if I take 
and save the seeds from organic citrus and uh, put it in, will it just go back to, like, wild stock? No. No. Uh, citrus, citrus comes true from seed. Okay, great, because I wanted to try to start me a little uh, lemon and lime and uh, just to have a little kind of interesting tree on the balcony here. Well, why don't you get your butt over here to, uh, of course, oh, I'm sorry, he's from Louisiana. Well, no, I'm just we've got, doing that stuff. I'm used to we've got, we've got, we've got uh, limes and, and lemons on sale for 50%. Yeah. Oh, oh big, big tree. Right. You'll, be eating, you'll be eating limes and lemons here. <laughs> well, and then it's growing for your It takes on your patio. five or seven yeah. years. Yeah, on oh, your patio, you actually could. You could grow the limes and lemons because they only get about yeah. uh, three feet tall three feet around and loaded with fruit yeah. well bert this is this is it this is for you yeah all right, all right I'll, I'll come out there this week i guess both sides yeah yeah let's see wait a minute let's, uh, i want it to sell sales tomorrow too sale tomorrow too okay and then it's off on tuesday so you got to come before tuesday i'll get a, of course I'll they get could it. they I'll, could I'll have it friend. next week too thank you guys it was nice chatting with you uh, all right, all right. thank you Bye-bye. for calling in. Thanks, Bert. You Bye-bye. take care. All right, Larry's on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hey there, Larry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? Well, I'm still kicking. How are y'all? Yeah, good. Glad you're kicking. Okay. All right. Okay, I got a, a problem. I think some crud has been eating my banana peppers, and it was about 18 inches high. Now they're only 10 inches high. Uh it's not deer, is it? Uh, I live out in a rural area, so chances are it's probably deer because I got some things growing outside the gate or outside the fence, and there. there's a hoof print in there. Well, so, if it, uh, yeah, deer, no, if it was the heck deer, out of peppers. If it was deer, it would take them all out, wouldn't it? Take it all down? Uh, well, so I don't think it all down. A little bit of time. A little bit of time. No debris, no nothing. You know what's getting mine? Uh, the slugs and snails are getting my peppers, like uh, even in containers, which is uh, uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Especially the bana- banana peppers, for some reason. So that's yeah. what it, that's immediately what I thought of. If I've got okay. if I've got peppers anywhere near the deer, they they usually take the whole you know the whole plant. Yeah. You, well, you you know you don't. One day it's there, and then the next day nothing's there. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. a young pepper plant. Yeah. So you think yeah. it's probably snails, or I, you I, know, we had a couple of questions. So. We talked about escargot yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I think that's my guess without seeing okay. the situation. You can okay, use the snail and slug, the snail and yeah. snail and slug bait. Because everything yeah, you know is about ten inches high right now, and all the very top, you know, is like somebody took her of clipping shears and just clipped everything off in an even roll. So I, hmm. but uh, I put tomato cages around it and took some uh, plastic uh, netting and wrapped a tomato cage with plastic netting. You know, see if I can prevent that. Okay. Yeah, yeah because that doesn't. Yeah, slugs and snails are not as neat as that. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, like they'll, 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 yeah, this is like a precise cut. You know, everything is snipped at the same height. You know, and they're. I mean, the no, top is nowhere fine. to be found. Okay, yeah, I got another question. Okay. I got a. A plant ID question. Okay, I got a plant that grows every year. It grows up about 10, 15 foot tall. It's got the long oval green stems when they come out, and the 
the flora what it produces is it looks like a yellow color so ice cream cone or the old fashioned uh you know electrical wires you know, when they used to clip on the electric wires. Uh what kind of plant was it at? Somebody told me it was a bottom bush, but I don't think it's a bottom bush. Somebody other said it might be a, a candlestick. Yeah, there is a candlestick bush it's kinda you describing. It, f- it freezes back every year. Oh yeah, it comes back. It, it freezes to the ground, and it you know once, okay. it, once it dies out in the winter time, once it dies out in the winter time, right after the first frost, it has nothing but a bunch of you know, those stalks with a bunch of brownish colored seed pods that are full of full of seeds. How and they're kind of prolific because wherever the seeds fall, they tend to regrow. How big are the seed pods? Uh about the size of bean pods. Oh yeah, it could be. Uh, the other, the other one I was thinking of, uh, of course, Theralis doesn't die back every year. Yeah, well, this, yeah. it dies back every year, and I have to cut it to the ground. And uh, I mean, it, it comes back every year, but also where the wherever the seeds do fall, you know, I got little little pups growing up all over the place. Yeah, and it's it's got big, it's got the pretty yellow flowers at the very top, very top, right? Yeah, Late the very in the top. Season. Yeah, they look like, uh, you know, like, um, you know, soft ice cream cone or them old-fashioned electric insulators. They, they, a lot of people call them scrambled eggs. Does that look yeah. like you know, scrambled eggs? Okay. Yeah. Well, this, the plant right now is probably, shit, 15, I mean, it's about 15, 16 years old. Wow. So, I'm surprised it came back, back that Yeah, year. that's that's surprising because, yeah, they're they're a little more, is it in a sheltered spot kind of? No, it's, it's right out in the open, so, you know, and it, it catches the north wind when the north wind comes, so, but I'll say it, it comes back every year, so. And it blooms late, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it blooms like late. Like late in you know, the just, season. Yeah, it's just, just like my flower bushes, you know, the same, you know, about the same thing, so they okay. bloom at the same time. Okay. Uh, and I, the, the my bl- flower bush is about, oh, I'll say about 25 years old, so. Yeah. And you uh, cut them okay, back every year? Uh, the firebush? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Like you say. <laughs> there you go. See, well, we've got a stomper out there. <laughs> we we waited late uh, to cut our firebush back. We just cut it back last week, last Thursday, and there was yeah. already shoots coming up, so we kind of had to, instead of cutting it to the ground and stomping it to the ground like we always do, or drive over it. One uh, time. Drive, was, yeah, we drive uh, over it. I was with him one time, and he says, Oh, here, let me, as long as we're here, let me go prune back the fireboard. Uh, I said, we're running late. He says, don't worry. <laughs> back and forth. All right, well, I'll thank you all. I'm going to let somebody else call in. All right, thank you very okay, much. Okay, thank you for calling. Thanks, Bye-bye. sir. You take care. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 308 308- 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming right up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and we're live here at Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. This is 9:30 a.m. The Answer. 
Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery. Let's get right to it. I've got some terrific items to tell you about that are on sale right now at Milberger's. Myers Lemon Mexican Limes. You'll save over 50% for these great citrus trees, and they're two of our most popular citrus trees for containers. Now in the 12-inch pot, just $16.88. Drift Roses. They're low-growing ground covers, disease-resistant, abundant blooms, beautiful colors, perfect for a sunny border, and now in the two-gallon container, just fourteen eighty eight. Day lilies are on sale too. Now just four eighty eight in the one gallon container. And Texas lilac Vitex is on sale in the five gallon container for just sixteen eighty eight. When you come to Millburgers, you also find Gold Star Esperanza on sale. This terrific, beautiful plant, great for hummingbirds and butterfly gardens. Now just nineteen eighty eight in the twelve inch pot. You'll find savings on these and much, much more. Check them out at millburgernursery.com and go to Millburger Nursery. Street at 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Nature lovers in San Antonio and Central Texas are very fortunate. Nature is all around us, and we have the opportunity to fill our world with birds, butterflies, and more. And guess what? It's easier than you think with the help of Wild Birds Unlimited. How? Wild Birds Unlimited nature stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, Wild Birds Unlimited makes nature wishes come true. Let's say you want a feeder that attracts a certain bird, or one that keeps squirrels away. Maybe you just want to sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds will help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. What else will you find at Wild Birds Unlimited? Just unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio and Shirts locations, like 3820 FM3009 at Green Valley Road, or call 566-8808. That's 566-8808. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. Wow, your beautiful young lady is charming and you want to share your lives together. What's the next step? Putting a ring on her finger. You want lasting quality, a stone to be proud of, a style that's suited to her taste, and you want to get it at a cost that's in your budget. That's a lot of criteria. At Mark Sadowski Jewelers, that's what we do. We'll show you a selection of high-quality GIA-certified diamonds and let you choose. We'll then show you a myriad of styles and ask if any are perfect. We can also custom create a unique design for her, for her tastes. And we'll do it all within your comfortable budget. Give Mark Sadowski Jewelers a call. 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. Mark Sadowski Jewelers on Northwest Military Highway. See us online at SadowskiJewelers.com and like us on Facebook. 210-377-1818. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, did you have a question? Can we can we ask it on the air? He's, he's good. He's good, isn't he? Can we ask your question on the air? Here we go. Get this microphone for you. You grab that, and you will be on the air. How can we help you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. i got a dearly deceased uh, part of a tangelo tree. But this part, uh, the main part, was already dead, and then it um, it leafed out. It leafed out, and then within two, three days, that leafed out. Was it uh, delayed freeze damage? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. Look at you. I've been listening to you. I you're the pistol. You, sir. You're the pistol. <laughs> Look at here. 
You're the one that jumped on my wife for wanting to buy uh, carnival tomatoes one time, and you told her, "Lady, where do you want to buy those tomatoes?" Years ago, about huh? twenty years ago. Uh, <laughs> carnival. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, that's what. They've never forgiven. Never told her this yeah, tomato. Oh, okay. Because I like them. Okay. Uh-oh. I got some new. Talk, talk in the mic for sir. On the same tree, on the opposite side, that uh, looked like that. And I think that spittle bug that you talked about, I think also. Uh, they kind of wilted. Somebody looked like they had that spittle uh, bug thing that you talked about earlier. Yeah. But that black spot, could it be. The, it looks kind of wind damage to wind me. Damage. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, well, not to worry. Because that's new, brand new leaves. Okay, all right. Take the evidence back. Uh, yeah. We'll dispose of the body yeah. later. After remembering stuff for 20 years, this guy comes <laughs> What kind of tomatoes so, did you tell her not carnival. to buy? Carnival. Did she buy them anyway? Yeah. Carnival was a mainstay for yeah. many years. Nematode resistant. Why'd you tell her not to buy them? I don't remember. Uh, it's been 20 years, man. I can't remember 20 <laughs> minutes ago. What was it? Carnival tomato. He said, oh. I recommended that his wife not buy them. Or yeah. Maybe. She did anyway. She did anyway. Oh. Carnival sounds familiar. Where do they Oh, yeah, north? yeah. Carnival and Celebrity were the ones that grew best on the west side of town. Absolutely. Black soil. And uh, we, we would just uh, transplant them, put a little bit of uh, Epsom salt as we transplant them. No problem with the blossom end rot. Ah, good. Yeah. At the time of planting, not after it's already happened. Right. So right. Uh, we found out that that worked real good. So okay, what, good. What, are you growing tomatoes now? No, uh, I moved up here to the, the hills over here, northwest, and no. uh, it's kind of hard to grow stuff there. Yeah. You know, too much, uh, too much clay. Ah, uh, uh, you're sissy. Oh, <laughs> them's fighting words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, you, just you? Spy, you just spoiled from good soils. I mean, but I salvaged all, all my citrus trees. I was able to salvage them, so good. they're all coming back. Uh, Yay, so, good. Uh, quick question on uh, pomegranates. I've had no luck whatsoever. They'll grow for five, six years and never produce one single fruit. Oh, you wanted one that had fruit on yeah. it? Yeah. You, <laughs> you like to eat plum-grounded fruit? They're nasty. One. They're nasty. Uh, they get all that pith you. in your... Yeah, that's okay. Oh, I mean, look man. At, look He's going to tell you not to buy one. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, the fruit's going to come fall. back here in 23 more years. Fruit's falling off or they're just no, not they, farming? The blooms, like, like a beautiful carnation, and then they just fall off. And they're supposed to be... Uh, that wonderful variety. Yeah. Had no luck with whatsoever with that. That's the, uh, wonderful. Has not been very successful here. That's one one of the reasons why everybody has all those different. I'm I'm trying to find a different one now. I've I've got one called uh, pink satin. Right. That seems to be pretty productive. Pink satin. Smaller fruit. Yeah. 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 And that's it, the thing. my I've got a wonderful that's about 20 feet tall, and it's got a lot. It's got a lot of fruit. This year, but it's kind of like you're describing. It's really erratic. Very erratic. Yeah. yeah. Whereas okay. that pink satin, it seems to be, I've only had it for four years, but yeah. it seems to have a certain amount of fruit every year. If you, if, you want a, if you want another one, some of the newer ones are, are sold here at Millburgers in February. Would I be doing well to keep the one I got? He's about five feet tall. Yeah. To help pollinate the other Absolutely. one? Absolutely. Okay. I was going to take the chainsaw to it. 
Uh-oh. You know, I've been... This guy's rough. Yeah, I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He remembers stuff 20 years ago, and he's chainsaw, and he's wonderful. And he says he listens to you a lot. Yeah. Uh, When you keep saying to get your truck. (laughs) What kind of truck do you own? (laughs) I'm trying trying to get a little uh, gardening uh, expertise by osmosis. Yeah. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Okay, All right. Thanks for coming by. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for the nice words, too. All right. 308-8867. I keep thinking the wonderfuls will have a... I'll throw that away for you if you want me to. I, I keep thinking the wonderful has got to have a good year where they're just overwhelmed with fruit. So far, we haven't had right. it for, what, about four or five years we've been yeah. concentrating on pomegranates. Hey, I want to recommend, too, if you come to Millburgers and, uh, you know, we talk about nature's creation. Uh, if you're looking for a natural insect repellent, check out uh, nature's creation cedar repel. It's an insect repellent and red cedar granules. Uh, it's chemical-free, has a pleasant scent, easy to apply, and long-lasting. And just like everything that nature's creation puts out, it's planned to be kid and pet safe. So uh, the granules are made with the Unifor chips of 100% East Red Cedar and uh, does a good job and you would help you with uh, mosquitoes, fleas, roaches, snakes, scorpions, chinch bugs, beetles, slugs, deer, and, and elephants. It, no, oh. no, they're not recommended. Got to look at the bag, Calvin. <laughs> does not say it repels yeah, deer nothing or about elephant. elephants. Yeah. Nothing about elephants, yes. If you've got an elephant problem, call us at 308-8867. We'll call Nature's Creation and tell you how to get rid of those elephants in an organic fashion. For so, example, you get mice. What's that? You get mice. Oh, that's an idea. Then how do you get rid of the mice? Oh, well, we were about that <laughs> We tried that one time. Y'all were going to introduce uh, wolves to Calvin's uh, <laughs> uh, home or, or to, to Hollywood Park. I don't think uh, that went over well. <laughs> hey, it's Cedar Repel, and it's made by Nature's Creation. We, of course, have the Nature's Creation products here at Millburgers. Nature's Creation is kid and pet safe. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free. It's 866 8867. Vinca, we haven't talked about vincas much. The vincas are are here, and it's a good time to plant them. Uh, looking good. Wait a minute. This guy just left his leg. Oh, no. Wait. Full sun. All right. Plant those in full, you, uh, full sun. We didn't get his name. I don't know his name. And then we got him in hanging baskets, too. Come back, sir. You left your phone and glasses. He'll probably get to the vehicle and find that out pretty quick. Yeah, he said yeah. he was listening to the show. All right. So uh, if you're in your if you're in your truck or car, your phone and your glasses are here. Why don't you call them? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He I'm may have a. He doesn't have the phone. I know. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. He'll come back. He's gonna. And if not, we'll put it uh, yeah. out front in the uh, lost and found the cashier's office. I was sitting there looking at him and let him walk up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's easy to do because you get you get thinking about uh, carnival tomatoes and things, and you don't see twenty what, years ago. Yeah, yeah. You don't see what happened to the carnival tomato? Just it was just replaced. Okay, by things like uh, celebrity tycoon. Okay, so it's twenty. So maybe it was here when I came. When I just when I came, it was one of the varieties. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Thirty years ago, and it was ago. on the market long time. It kind of came on the market uh, when uh, Celebrity came on. So it's been okay. on the market yeah. for a long, long time. But the neat thing about it is it was a more vigorous plant, and it was it also had nematode resistance. It had big fruit. It, was a big, it had big fruit. 
Hmm. So I, 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 I hesitate that, that I said for him her not to plan it. Yeah, I don't. I think 20 years has changed the story, Milton. Well, the, oh, yeah, interpretations. It's just like the uh, story about the the, the holly oak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, becomes uh, kind of a interpretation and an evolution and... Uh, and uh, really, yeah, the the variety. I guess what we should have we should have realized it was that there's just like olives and oaks all over. There's just lots of selections. Yeah, and uh, especially one that, I don't know that why is used you over, over the whole world. Why would you tell her that? That's just terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I hope he comes back. <laughs> All right, 308-8867. You can probably sneak yeah. a question in real quick, but you got to call us right now, 308-8867. I got a, I got a, a picture with a question in sent into the nursery, and uh, it's concerning brown circles in Habiturf. Habiturf, I think they're pronouncing it. Uh, said, could you help me figure out what's causing these brown rings in a small plot of habiturf? A habiturf is basically, it's it's uh, through the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center release type of thing, and it's a combination of some native grasses and and mainly buffalo grass. And I looked at the picture, and it was irregular brown spots brown spots irregular so was it i mean not not like uh not like uh, a brown patch brown patch would be yeah you wouldn't think no that circle would, you wouldn't think it would be brown it would it be was irregular patch. you know what i think it is blotches uh it was just 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 uh in one section there were just spots of of brown spot i think it's i think it's a female dog urine oh really yeah, because I mean it's huh. it's a, it has rough edges. Do you, have you seen it, damage? Like, like like a some liquid was poured on there? Huh. I guess I guess it's not a a, a variety of turf that we're familiar with because no because I've never you know with all those dogs I have I've never seen it. Now up north it has to be a female. Up north, yeah, I've got four females and I oh okay okay. Of course I don't you know I don't have a. A uh, manicured-looking lawn, but I, even even back when we had less shade, I didn't I didn't see a lot of that. You know, up north where they got the winter time, mm-hmm. then you see a lot of damage from uh, pet urine. Urine, yeah. I guess it's because it sits there on the on the on the site on the surface for so long. But that's what it. That was my first impression mm-hmm. of that of that picture. Huh, and. Uh, but uh, it, it wasn't brown patch or anything like that. Now they 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 describe that as having some shade tolerance, but it's, no, it but it's the only the reason they have the shade tolerance is that they got about two percent of of some a uh, one of the native grasses that has a little shade tolerance. Mm. But that was the first thing when I it was a couple of years ago when they introduced it. I said. How can you, you know, you, you couldn't describe this as shade tolerance. Yep. I don't think they've got much shade tolerance. All right. Hey, do you want to talk about the uh, the, the thing real quick? And about yeah. The uh, what Matt Milton's talking about is that there's a landscape school on June 10th. 
It's going to be a, uh, sponsored uh, by the, the Trinity Glen Rose Water Conservation District, San Antonio Water System, and our friends at the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. It's uh, going to be from 8.30 to 1 p.m. on a Saturday, and you'll have lectures. You'll have the individual counseling, too, so one-on-one uh, chats with uh, experienced uh, gardeners to talk about your specific plan. And it's uh, $30 per individual uh, or $50 for two members of the same household. And if you want more information about it, go to the uh, uh, Gardening Volunteers website. And it's www.gardeningvolunteers.org. Alrighty, And you can register there and get more information on the event. We'll say goodbye for today, but join us next Saturday and Sunday when we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road. Thanks to Carlo doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.